Welcome to The Language of Lent, a special series of the Good Word podcast, which is a production and ministry of Emanuel Lutheran Church in Missoula, Montana. I'm Pastor Rebecca Cochran. And I'm Pastor Molly Sasser-Gainer. This special series explores some particular words that are relevant and heavily used during the Lent season. Words like repentance, sacrifice, temptation, and others. Some of these words have been twisted and used as spiritual weapons, and yet they are still regularly used in Christian communities, and especially during Lent. On each episode, we will consider one of these words and dig into some of the ways that it has been used to help and to hurt, and what what might be left for us to reclaim. This week, we are actually not going to focus on a word, but on... um, the special holy day of Ash Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And so that will sort of be our word this week is Ash Wednesday. So when I when I think of Ash Wednesday, um, I, you know, my mind immediately goes to the black crosses mm-hmm. that get yeah. marked on our foreheads in ash. Um, and, and, and the words, remember that you are dust and to dust you shall return. I think, yeah. you know, even people who who aren't regular churchgoers can right. recognize those words, mm-hmm. which I find very interesting mm-hmm. um, that that's such a specific uh, practice of our Christian community. Right. And yet it sort of is, it's a universal truth, right? Mm-hmm. That regardless of what we believe, um, we are made of earth and mm-hmm. we will go back to earth. Right. Yep. Across sciences and everything. So what are some things that you Think of when when Ash Wednesday. Uh, well, I think you're right that the symbol of the cross in ashes is so compelling, and when people come up at the beginning of the service and you mark a, a really elderly person who you know is near death, and then a two year old who comes up to be marked with ashes, it really gives you the gravity of our mortality and our brokenness, and the making the cross in the ashes tells us that um, we're claimed in the identity of God in the cross, even in the midst of our brokenness, our death. I like to think of the ashes as all the times we've felt like dirt or been treated like dirt or treated other people like dirt and how the cross reforms that into um, God's forgiveness, God's redemption and new purpose for life. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that the symbol and especially marking it on everybody, everybody gets that symbol, mm-hmm. um, regardless of who they are or how old they are or, um, yeah, who they've treated like dirt or how they've been treated like dirt. I think that's pretty incredible to have that symbol um, on this special day of Ash Wednesday. I also, I will say that I think Ash Wednesday and Good Friday might be my two favorite services of the year. <laughs> They're my favorite too, and that's because you're Lutheran. <laughs> it's because we love... The cross, you know, because it's where God really meets us where it matters. We were just talking about glitter ashes was something you were mentioning that some people are putting glitter in ashes. And I think why that's hard for me is because Ash Wednesday and Good Friday are about um, really truly lamenting and owning up to our human nature, our human condition of death. Um, our capacity to go our own way and to hurt other people seemingly no matter how hard we try. And um, we don't do a lot of lamenting in our culture, right? No. You don't always want to tell people how you feel. There's kind of this idea that we need to be happy, that you can't show others what's really going on. You know, there's youthful joy, endure, keep going, courage. And those are all good things, but 
we need time to take a breath and to lament. And that's what I think um, Ash Wednesday does. And to be real, to really face ourselves. Absolutely. And so the whole glitter ashes thing is is definitely something I've been thinking about this year. I know that the glitter ashes have become um, pretty popular. And from my understanding, they've mostly originated with queer communities. Oh, okay. Um, that that's where that started because mm-hmm. of exactly like you're saying, um, Ash Wednesday and this practice of remembering that we're dust, remembering mm-hmm. that we're dirt, we're sinful people, we're going to die. Right. Um, that all of that, especially queer people, but but mm-hmm. all all people who've been marginalized in some way mm-hmm. um, have been told that for so long. Right. That it's it's hard to hear and it doesn't quite ring as true, maybe. Right. Um, that mm-hmm. for for many folks, there is actually good news in hearing that. Yeah. In good news in hearing that we're sinners, that mm-hmm. we're broken, that we're going to die, you know, facing up to the truth right. of our lives as as humans. Mm-hmm. Um, but then for folks who've been told that over and over again, that you're yes. dirt, that you're yeah. dirty and mm-hmm. sinful, um, this practice of glitter ashes, and instead of focusing on the fact that we are dirt or dust, mm-hmm. focusing on this idea that we're made of stardust, right? right? So instead of instead of thinking about this dirty, um, lowly thing to say, mm-hmm. that's true, and yeah, we're created with this, in, you know, the whole universe inside of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so using that glitter as a way to remember that um, we're made of, of stardust, not merely yeah, and dirt the, dust. the universe, the cosmos. You know, I I like that. I think that makes a lot of sense. You're right. So many people, based on um, things that have marginalized them forever, they're told they're dust and dirt and not worth anything all the time. So I like that idea of the glitter. And what it reminds me of is going back to Genesis when God creates the human out of the dirt, the glitter kinds of gets at that, it gets at that hopeful piece right mm-hmm. away um, that God can take and reshape ashes. God can reshape dirt and dust and all those terrible things that have been said to you or that you've done it to others, that God can reshape that into something um, beautiful that brings joy to the world and to yourself just like a sparkly glitter. <laughs> yeah, so maybe it's the combination. Maybe it's not only glitter right. and not only ash, Yeah. but it's this combination of the two that is maybe a fuller picture of the truth of this Ash Wednesday. Yeah, I like that. you got to mix them together. Yeah, there you go. Ashen glitter crosses, people. Yeah. What do you think? Are we going to do it? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> we have to explain it. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. But I will say, I you know, back to this, the just the plain real ashes. Um, I do appreciate that that connects us elementally to the cycles of life and death. Right. That if you think about it, you know, dirt and ash and dust, um, it does bring new life, mm-hmm. even if it looks gross or boring or... Right. Um, so lowly Mm -hmm. that these are the things that are absolutely necessary Mm -hmm. to bring new life and so being reminded of that through the through the plain black ash cross i think but now you're you're persuading me because now (laughs) what i like about the ash and glitter cross is that you know you refer back to baptism which is a washing away of sin and when you have that cross okay glitter is really hard to wash off and get rid of so you can wash away the ash right god can wash away our ash and still that the humanness the life the image of god remains in the glitter wow you're preaching it already (laughs) i know (laughs) 
<laughs> this is great. Well, that's really interesting to consider. And um, I hope that you listeners to the podcast are um, thinking about the ways that glitter and ash in different ways mix in your own life. Yeah, right? I love that. Um, that it's not not just an Ash Wednesday symbol, but if we, again, think about baptism, that mm-hmm. cross is mm-hmm. on our forehead. We are marked by that cross yep. from the beginning and forever. Yeah. And so how is... How is it showing up in your life to be both glitter and dash? Maybe that's the question. Here are these words from the Reverend M. Jade Kaiser of Infleshed. It's not at all about the need to think of ourselves as awful. For many of us, that already comes too easy. If you don't need a smear across your forehead because you wear it on your heart every day, hear these words. You are not awful. God doesn't think you're awful. You were not created awful. There's nothing divine that is born from you believing you are awful. If this is hard for you to accept, to believe, to hold deeply in your smeared heart. Spend some time with that this season. You have been lied to. Heal. Resist. Unlearn those prayers that make you small. Come alive again before you remember death. But then, when you do, When you remember you are good, don't settle for believing the journey is complete. It was never only yours to begin with. Let it lead you to questions of us. Why do we, so good, turn on each other? Why do we, so good, allow for evil to flourish through white supremacy, or patriarchy, or poverty, or queer and transphobia. Created good. Created good. Created good. But collectively invested in evil, in its stories, in its prophets, in its familiar. To remember is a collective occasion a communal acknowledgement of the choices before us. Let the remembering that we are dust and to dust we will return be a reckoning with the inseparable lives and deaths and be an apology for all we have chosen instead of each other. Be a grounding in the promise that we come from holy soil, holy dirt, holy Dust, created good, in need of tending, rich with potential for beauty, hungry for nutrients, wild and unruly, vulnerable. The dust births new life. The dust receives the dead. In the dust, we find each other today, or eventually. Thanks for listening to the Good Word Podcast and this Language of Lent series. 
Be sure to follow and subscribe to this podcast so that you never miss an episode. We'll see you back here next Wednesday.